Arizona Sports, the local sports leader. State of the Suns, driven by Sonic Drive-In. Mmm, Sonic. Burns and Gambo take you inside the Suns front office and talk with a key decision maker. Every single Wednesday at 3.30, it's our opportunity to talk Suns hoops with the president of basketball operations, the general manager of the Suns, James Jones. Stops by for his weekly visit on the Arizona Sports Line. James, good afternoon. Happy New Year to you. And as always, thanks for joining us, man. How you doing? I'm great, guys. What's up, man? You guys doing okay? Doing good. Good. Yeah, just back from the grind, right? We all had a little bit of time off, uh, you know, for the for the, for the Christmas and the holidays. But now we're back at it. Yeah. No, I mean, it's... it's... Well, happy New Year, guys, and let's have a good, let's make twenty twenty three a good one. Yeah, let, let me ask you: you finished your career in Cleveland. That's where you finished. Uh, you know, your, your best years were were in Miami. Uh, obviously, we know you from your time here in Phoenix. What does what does Cleveland mean to you? Being a part of a championship team there. I mean, man, that was a special experience. Um, you know what we did was historic, but more importantly, we were coming. I, I mean, I was fortunate enough to join the team when LeBron went back, and they started you know, building towards a championship and to see the city like turn overnight, you know, go from a place that was kind of apathetic to their team to a team, uh, a city that was 100% behind the team and, and really just diehard fans. It it was different for me because I come from Miami, which is a place that had a lot to do externally. Um, There was so much you can do in the city. Whereas when you get to Cleveland, it's really just about the, the Cavs and the Browns. And, and so it was a, a cool experience for me and one that I'll never forget. The f- level of frustration for you right now with what the team is going through, what, what sort of emotional roller coaster are you going through when you watch your team and the way they've played the last week or so, James? Yeah, I mean, it's, it's, it's tough, right? Because, you know, you expect to go out and, and compete, and I know we will, um, but the lapses and the slow starts, um, just the holes that you can't dig yourself out of. Um, we've had some wild swings. We've had some really high moments and some really low moments. And, and the only thing you can take away from that is that, you know, you, you have to be better. You have to be consistent and uh, you have to compete at all times. And I, I've, I've seen instances where we haven't done that consistently. And that's, that's what frustrates me. Um, but the NBA gives you an opportunity every other day to come back and bounce back. And so I'm hopeful tonight you know, that we'll step up to the challenge at the end of the road trip and, um, and and have some success against a really good Cleveland team. In the past, you guys have played well without a key player or two. I mean, you look at your record when you didn't have Chris, or you look at your record when you didn't have Devin, or you look at your re- record when you were missing guys, and you guys are still really good. This year's been different. Why do you think that's been the case? Um, I mean, for a myriad of reasons, but we just haven't closed. We just haven't finished. Um, we've been in, you know, plenty of games where, you know, we've been in control and we've had the ability uh, to pull the games out and we haven't. Some of it's been shot making, some of it's been decision making, um, and some of it's just been lapses in in effort and a focus. And so uh, this isn't like any other, I mean, this is like every other NBA season where you have moments of struggles where, you know, players and, and coaches and the staff and the front office, you know, they have to execute and we just haven't done it consistently. And, uh, you know, that's, that's, that's a challenge for us that we'll have to rectify. Hard to close when you guys get down by, say, even the Knicks game, you were down by 32 
You you only made five baskets in the in the first quarter of that game. It was a real struggle for you guys. You were five for twenty two from the field. How much of this is just not getting off to these slow starts? Because when you guys get off to slow starts, we've seen you lose by 25, 25, 19, 13. There's been some big margins of uh, of loss for you guys when you start slow. Yeah, I mean, you can't it's, – it's, it's, it's basic math. You can't start down every game by 10 or 12 and expect, the out, expect to outscore your opponent by 14 or 15 to win by three. We just have to do a better job of starting, and you know it's it's how it's how you start. Um, actually, it's it's how you start more than how you finish. Um, I think you get, you know, you know, like mo- most games, every game you start off zero zero. So if you get off to a good start, you increase your chances of winning. We just haven't put ourselves in those positions enough, and when we have, um, you know, we we've been successful, but for the most part, it, it just comes out to how we start games. James Jones, our guest here on the Burns and Gambo show for his weekly visit. We've said it a, a thousand times on this show that when you go to acquire players that you're looking for guys who they have to defend. That has to be part of the baseline of their skill set. They have to defend with that in mind. How, from your perspective, what are you seeing that your team isn't doing defensively? Because it certainly seems like that has really been a struggle the last couple of months. I mean, we just we just haven't been on the same page. You know, we've had instances where uh, we're not finishing possessions and, you know, we're allowing, allowing players to get to their strengths. And we all know uh, this league in this league, players are too good. If you allow them to get to their comfort zone, Um, we've had some games where we've been extremely disruptive and and we've had extreme game plan discipline and we've had success against a team like Memphis. And then we've seen other games like teams against like Houston, where we just did not lock in. And, you know, so that for us is the challenge. Like there's no fix um, outside of game plan, discipline and, and, and competing and, and, and making shots and missing shots. That's a part of the league. You know, we have streaks where we make shots. The opponent does as well. Um, but we just have to be better. We just have to be better across the board. I understand fully this is probably more of a coaching question, but I still want to ask you anyway because I know you and Monty work so closely. Would you anticipate moving forward that there might be changes in the rotation or changes to playing time or changes in terms of who's getting minutes and what situations as you guys try to search to find some kind of answer to what's plaguing you guys? Yeah, I mean, of course. You know, those are the conversations we have um, because they're all in, in you know, pursuit of the best, the best fixes and adjustments for the team. And, you know, it's, it's a long season. Some guys start in a position, they finish in another position. Um, but, but it's about winning games. And, and if you're not having the success that you need, you have to make changes. And so we're not afraid of that. And I would suspect that, you know, if, if we aren't able to find the consistency with the group that we currently have in the rotation that we're currently playing, that there'll be some tweaks. You're about halfway through the season with 38 games played. Uh, it's hard to evaluate. I get it. And I know you're not any no excuses because you've had a tremendous amount of injuries that have really affected you guys. But with that being said, the trade deadline is a month away. Uh, early February, the trade deadline. Do you expect this roster will look very similar to what it does right now or very different to what it looks like right now after the trade deadline? Yeah, I, mean, I just think how, how we play from here going forward determines a lot. Um, I, I wouldn't project. I can't tell you what it looks like. But I do know, you know, we, we have aspirations of, of, of being a, a good team. And in order to do that, you have to perform consistently well. We just haven't done that. So it's, it's not you know, an alarm for us. 
but we're conscious that you know we we have goals of winning titles and and, and being a contender and, and winning a lot of games. And so the things that we focus on and, and the moves that we make in the future will align with that. Does it matter where you finish in the standings, or are you one of those that just as long as we get healthy, we're playing right at the right time? It doesn't matter if we're the eight seed or the four seed. Nah, that that's you. You want to balance that. Like you don't want you know seeding at the expense of of being healthy. Um, but it does matter where you finish. Like no one wants to finish last. Anyone that tells you where you where you finish doesn't matter. That's um, kind of a cop out. It does matter where you finish, but you just want to finish in a high place and finish strong. So in an ideal world, um, every team will tell you they'd love to host the first round uh, playoff matchup and move forward from there. And, and that, that hasn't changed for us. So safe to say then because of the, the play over the last two or three weeks, it's got to be a little bit concerning to see where you where you have fallen in the standings. If, if it if it does matter and it does, there is some importance to it. Obviously, you guys would want to finish as high as you can, and these last three weeks have been kind of counterproductive to that, right? Yeah, we've been losing games. I mean, there's no secret. You're always you're always concerned when you lose games, but you know, I look at the standings and the parity across the league, and you talk about teams being you know three games away from the four seed. It's there's a lot of parity, and so you just have to continue to try to win games. But I'm not like ringing alarm bells. Yeah, uh, we have to get healthy. We get Devin back, um, but until we do that, until Devin's back, we just got to be better. Uh, I I think I know the answer on this question, but I have to ask it just because I, I I did talk about it yesterday and I reported on it. But there was a ESPN story that said that uh, that the the current owner Robert Sauver has veto power over any trades that bring back a player making more than the league average of $10.9 million. So I'll ask you, has that prevented you or uh, put you in any difficult position as far as trying to make a trade with this team? No, it hasn't. We've, we've been consistent since day one. I mean, we've known what the parameters for operation for our operation has been and will continue to be until there's a transition or uh, to new ownership. Um, and so we've been business as usual. So there's been at no point where you've got vetoed on any possible trade that you've had discussions with or presented? No, I haven't. Okay. All right. I thought, thought so. Thank you. James, we appreciate the time. As always, best of luck tonight against Cleveland. We always look forward to these conversations. We'll talk to you next week, okay? All right, thanks.